Welcome to another edition of uh, Running Flat Radio. It's uh, Chris Zinski and Kelly Steele from the Windsor Star. Another stellar running week. Absolutely. You know, any day that you can go out running is a great day. And this show, if you're just tuning in, is all about running, believe it or not, and endurance sports. Because we do talk about cycling. You know, mm-hmm. we, we will be talking a little bit more about swimming coming into the off season. But uh, but the show is predominantly about running, and it's uh, is brought to you by a whole myriad of, of different sponsors, especially our friends over at Walkerville Breweries, and and Sobeys Amherstburg that that support us in all of our races. It's and, interesting you're talking about running in the season and everything like that. Lately, this has been one of the best running seasons ever. It's been brutal if you're a pool owner or a boat owner, but for running, yeah. it's been perfect. Like, look, yesterday I had a long sleeve shirt on running in July. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, we at home we we affectionately call it New Brunswick weather. <laughs> you know, like, like being on the east coast or being up north. It's just it's been absolutely wonderful. So you know, we're we're still uh, you know, Running Flat is an organization that that produces a lot of endurance events. Uh, especially locally in the, in the Windsor-Essex area, but we are we are definitely branching out over the next number of months. But what's really interesting is that we're still getting a ton of feedback on the color run. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when you have an event that size in your community and and you bring so many new people to the sport, you know, when you get to reading the blogs that are out there and, and all the different Facebook posts, they really are truly inspiring and really, really incredible. Well, they're inspiring, too, because you're getting full families involved. You know, a lot of 5Ks or even 10Ks, you're not going to get the kids who have never, ever run coming out and doing this. With the color run, you get that, which is really what makes it a, a cool event. It is, and, and mostly because of the lack of anxiety and, exactly. and, and competition because it's not timed. It's just, Having it, it not timed is awesome. It people, is. A lot of people freak out. You know, you get to the start line, you're looking at your watch. A lot so, of pressure. So, you know, I was reading on uh, on spottedinwindsor.ca mm-hmm. or spottedin.ca, the Windsor section, uh, which is kind of a, uh, a local blogosphere where you can kind of go on there and just kind of rant about whatever you'd like to. I, I came across this, this, this blog that I thought was really inspirational. So it starts with, today at 6 a.m. I woke up. That was told two years ago that I would never be able to do what's happening. Two years ago... Uh, I contracted Guillain-Barr syndrome uh, from a cold which mutated, leaving me completely paralyzed from the neck down. Uh, Guillain-Barr syndrome was extremely painful. And actually, you know, instead of me reading it, uh, we have Heather Drescher, the actual author of this blog, Mm -hmm. who can kind of tell us the rest of the story. Heather, welcome to Running Flat Radio. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, tell us about uh, uh, Guillain-Barr syndrome. Uh, Gillian Barr, basically, I got it uh, from a cold, uh, as you said, two years ago. Uh, It mutated completely. It was like a light switch. It ate the coatings off of my nerves and shut everything down. So one day I was completely fine, and then I woke up the next morning, and my arms and my legs and everything started to shut off. Wow, what a horrible Uh, disease. Oh, completely. Um, It left me in Hotel Dew for two weeks. Uh, and they weren't sure of what I would get back. Nobody could provide me with answers of what was happening. Every, the only thing that basically worked was my neck and my head. That's all I could move. Wow. So what was the recovery for that? Like, how did they get you uh, back and rehabilitation and all that stuff? Uh, basically, what had happened after the two weeks at Hotel Dew, I was sent over to Malden Park Rehab, where I met some amazing people and some not-so-amazing people. Uh, and it's it's all about willpower. You have to, to put a lot of effort into it. Uh, some people, it could take them a year or two. Some people could take them uh, four months. Some Me, I was out in two and a half. Oh, that's impressive. Wow. And, and, and so, so how does... Your first 5K feel to you now? 
Um, I'm, I'm I pressed myself. I didn't think I'd be able to do it. Uh, starting off, uh, I was excited to even attempt it because I was told I wouldn't be, even be able to chase my kids, let alone uh, ride a bike or walk down the street. I was told by a, a, a lovely woman, Carla, to basically sell my house or spend ten grand installing a chairlift because I would never make it up the seven steps, according oh. to her. Um, that whatever I got back in a year, that that would be it. Wow. So why set a 5K as your, obviously this sounds like this was your big challenge, this was your big goal. Why make it a 5K? Uh, I figured I'd start small. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So someone's hooked, right? Um, yeah, we've actually, <laughs> from from this one, uh, we're, we're basically going into run or die. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thinking about doing the superhero run and the zombie one in October. Awesome. Well, you know, we, we host the superhero one in September over in Amherstburg, and we host the, uh, we haven't announced the zombie or zombie chase yet, but we're moving it to a, a brand new campus, which is going to be an unbelievable course. So we'll, we'll get to that later. But, but so Heather, ha- sorry. Sorry, Heather, what is it that you, okay, so you got to the start line, you ran the color line, color run, you, you cross, you finish. How did you feel? Oh, I, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> After the first kilometer, looking down the hill and seeing the water, I was almost prepared to just throw myself down the hill to get like a bottle. That's pretty so common, I'm, you know. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be prepared for the next one for sure. Um, I mean, the, I would, at the finish line, it was just phenomenal. I just I wanted to, to, to cry as soon as it went underneath the inflated uh, banner. Uh, because it was something that I was told I, I would never be able to do again. That is truly uh, amazing. My my dad was there. My cousin was there. Uh, we're hosting two uh, foreign exchange students from France and Spain. They come they came down and thought it was absolutely wonderful. Uh, so it would say, like my own private cheering section for crossing the finish line. <laughs> Heather, you know what? You're uh, you're a real inspiration to us. Thank you very much. Uh, Heather Drescher uh, ran the color run two weekends ago after being told that she'll never be able to walk again. And Heather, good luck in those races coming up. I know you're going to do amazing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. As long as they're not timed, I'll be fine. <laughs> Even for... if they are, it doesn't matter. But thanks, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, you know what? Every runner has a story. Absolutely. And, and really that's what this show is about. It kind of, kind of highlighting all these stories about people. I mean, up, coming up next is, is Cheryl uh, Zwarkowski. She has uh, a little bit of a story. She's got a bit of a story. She, she's from Southern California. And she's an ultra marathoner, and she just started running at the age of forty-two when when in two thousand. Mm-hmm. So she really is a relatively new runner to the sport. Absolutely. And then she caught the bug, and we're going to talk about how you know she did uh, the triple Badwater four hundred five miles in one <laughs> shot uh, a couple years ago. Uh, she just completed Badwater uh, this last weekend. Uh, so we're going to talk to her about, uh, or last week, we're going to talk to her about how Badwater. Uh, was this year with a new course, and then her her quest to run down the California coast that she's doing this summer. I mean, you know, again, she's just a woman. She's just an ordinary person. Shows you women are very, very strong, and we're very determined. (laughs) (laughs) No argument from me. And so so when we come out of the break, Cheryl uh, Zwarkowski will join us, and then uh, in for our friends at Canadian Running Magazine uh, is Kayla Fenton. Uh, she's going to be joining us at, at quarter of the hour. But Excellent. before we do all that, we're going to mm-hmm. go into Song of the Week. And, and the Song of the Week is uh, is a band called Vance. And the song is called Riptide. You're listening to Running Flat Radio on AM800. I was scared of dentists and the dark. I was scared of pretty girls and starting conversations Presents the 499 Night Owl Combo. Welcome to Wendy's. Can I take your order? I'm so excited the 499 Night Owl Combo is back that I became the Night Owl. 
I see that. Nice costume. I stayed up all day making it. Oh, the tights are a nice touch. The Wendy's $4.99 Night Owl Combo with a Dave's Hot and Juicy Cheeseburger small fries and drink. Taxes extra. Available after 10 p.m. all summer long at participating Wendy's. Now that's better. They're not tights. They're meggings. Man leggings? No, meggings. You hear that? There it is again. The unmistakable sound of summer. The barbecue. And that is nutritious, delicious Ontario pork chops. Mmm. Can you smell that? Oh, sorry, of course you can't. But I can. Remember, if you want to make sure it's farm fresh, look for the Ontario pork label. Because it's just that good. Yeah, I'll take that one right there. Counting to infinity, impossible. Exceeding the speed of light, impossible. Playing the impossible question and scoring an awesome prize, totally possible. This week, you could score a pair of passes to the Pure Michigan 400, August 17th at Michigan International Speedway, the fastest track in NASCAR. Visit mispeedway.com. Play the impossible question Monday through Saturday mornings at 7.50 and Sunday morning at 8.50, right here on AM800. Now the forecast from the AM800 Weather Center. Tonight, a 60% chance of showers, a risk of a thunderstorm, and a low of 14. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and cloud, a 30% chance of showers, a high of 22. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a 30% chance of showers, a low of 13. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, along with Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud, 30% chance of showers all four days, high of 25 Thursday, 26 Friday, 25 Saturday, 26 Sunday. Once again, a 60% chance of showers tonight, a risk of a thunderstorm, and a low of 14. Some trucks make claims followed by disclaimers. Well, compared to any other truck, Ram lasts longer. And Ram 1500 has the best fuel economy of any pickup ever. So much for the fine print. Ram 1500, Motor Trends 2014 Truck of the Year. Get a Ram 1500 SXT Quad Cab 4x4 for less than 27000 Guts. Glory. Ram. The power to take on your world begins with that morning info injection to kick off your day. The Morning Drive with Mike and Lisa, weekdays 5 till 9 on AM 800. Looking to start running? Strap on a pair of comfortable shoes. Now put one foot in front of the other and keep going. It's that easy. This is, this is Running Flat Radio on AM 800. Welcome back to uh, Running Flat Radio. Chris Yuzinski, Kelly Steele, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that's going on for the uh, the Amherstburg uh, Run for Heroes weekend that's coming up September 20th and 21st. Uh, it's really one of our premier events. Uh, the World Alzheimer's Day Run for Heroes Marathon has been around for eight years mm-hmm. uh, in one iteration or the other. It used to be an ultra marathon. Uh, it used to be a 69, an 88, and a 100, and another 100 that we did. And then we decided to, to ground that event and make it into Canada's most southern Boston qualifier. So it is a full marathon. Mm-hmm. It's a half marathon. It's a 10K. That's all on the Sunday. And then on the Saturday, we have a, uh, a 5K, the uh, Run for Superheroes 5K, which is in Amherstburg, right outside the Fort Malden. It's just an amazing course. Yep. And then as a part of that, we have uh, the uh, Libro Credit Union's uh, Kids Marathon. Mm-hmm. The Run for Heroes Kids Marathon, which is an incredible event. It's uh, w- what I love about it is it's really driving parents and kids to kind of unify, do something all summer long, and then be able to uh, to do this this wonderful kids marathon. And when we say kids marathon, it is forty two kilometers. Mm-hmm. Kids are going to run a full marathon. They're just not going to do it in one shot. So the idea is they uh, they go to runningflat.com where you find all of our runs. You go to the World Alzheimer's Day Run for Heroes Marathon tab, and then you go to the Kids Marathon section. And basically what you do, and when you register, it's free. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, will get a, a downloadable PDF uh, emailed to you in your, in your thank you correspondence. And from there, uh, there's a pledge form. $50 you raised for the Alzheimer's Society of Windsor-Essex. And on the other side... It is your, uh, it's your tracking mechanism for how you're running those 41 kilometers between now and September 20th, and then coming to join us for your last kilometer to get your kids' marathon medal. 
Well, I was I was talking to a lady today, and her two children are have signed up to do it. And she said uh, it, it's been interesting because you know a lot of us go through it. You know, we're at work, and our kids are at home, and there's nothing we do. We have to work, right? She said the kids are bored and they're fighting. So <laughs> she, I don't know what that's about. I know, I it's know. It's unbelievable. So she signed them up for this, and she said it's really interesting because she gets to watch them right now, and they're running together. They're actually talking. They're laughing. They're not beating each other up. They're having fun with it. Then they run inside, and they can't wait to log their miles in in the book, which they both have on the table. And I just thought it was pretty cool because, you know, here you got two kids that, you know, went from beating each other up to now they're putting in anywhere from one to three kilometers a day together and liking it. Like, go figure. It's, yeah, you're right. It's one of those things where the entire family kind of uh, bonds together because, uh, depending on the age of the child, I mean, they could be four or five, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe even younger, maybe, uh, but Patricia will probably like four or five, six, maybe, maybe 10 years old. What they're trying to do is, you know, mom and dad or the guardian will go out every day, maybe do 500 meters today, maybe do a full, you know, kilometer today. And it's could be it could be a run, it mm-hmm. could be a walk, it could be a combination of both. Who cares? Yep. As long as they're out there doing something, that's what matters to us. Oh, absolutely. And another lady was telling me that uh, the lure for them was the kids go to their dad's races all the time. Dad's a marathon runner, dad's a triathlete. So they stand there and they watch dad get the medals. And you know, it's pretty cool. Dad hangs his medals at home on the metal rack. And the kids, more than anything, can't wait for that day when they actually get a marathon medal. So they're kind of like dad, right? Maybe we should sell racks at the finish line. <laughs> you know how many of those you'd sell? I love those. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's it's an amazing event. We get lots of emails every day from, from the folks who've registered uh, their children for it saying, wow, great idea. Thanks for, for, for doing this. There's nothing like this well, the in the region. Is, they don't have to necessarily run the whole thing. If, if your kids aren't runners, you can still take them out or are not runners. You can still take them out. You can walk around. You can do whatever. You can do it with them. It, it, there's like there's a ways to do it. I think a lot of people are looking at it going, wow, you know, have my kids rip out 42K in the next little bit. There's no way my kids aren't runners. But they don't have to. They could walk, run, you know, do that every day. A kilometer, a kilometer is going to take them maybe, what, 15 minutes tops, if even that, depending on whether they're walking or running it. And yeah. they're outside getting fresh air. They're I, away from the TV and their their phones and everything else. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and you can do it with the dog. Exactly. Right, because you're going out there anyway, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying to get the dog out. So, And that's great bonding time with your kids when, you know, you're not competing with the cell phones or the video games and you have them kind of one-on-one. Yeah, and... You know, that, that's what makes this event so absolutely uh, amazing and, and bonding because, you know, think of it this way. You travel in from out of town to do the marathon or the half marathon because it, it really is a world-class course. I mean, mm-hmm. it's in Amherstburg, Ontario, which is this small little community that has a fort mm-hmm. built right on on the water's edge. The fort really kind of becomes the epicenter of, of all the courses that, that we race on that weekend. So the 5K and the kids' marathon all start at the fort, go down the river, and come back to the fort. But the 10, the half, and the, and the full all have this this amazing run through Fort Malden, which was the epicenter of the, the Battle of 1812. Mm-hmm. So you're traveling in from Brooklyn, New York. We, we have runners from all over North America that travel in for this. And what they're able to do is they bring, they'll bring the entire family with them. Mm-hmm. So let's say mom or dad's running the Boston Qualifier course because mm-hmm. it's one of the fastest in the world. They'll turn around and and maybe the wife or husband, the the other significant other, will actually run the 5K on the Saturday, mm-hmm. bringing all these people into the core of Amherstburg. And the kids can also run either the Kids Dash live there or work on this whole uh, Kids Marathon segment and get a, a beautiful medal for, for their achievement. And you know, if the kids are involved they're more likely to come and not complain if they're actually out, they're running, they're doing, they're enjoying, right? If they're just coming, standing outside the road all the time, watching mom and dad, it gets kind of boring for them. So you throw it in that they're doing a 5K, they know they've got something coming up that weekend. It gives them something to look forward to. It does. And the beauty of it is you bring your grandparents with you too, <laughs> right? Because they want to see you know their, their children succeed, their grandchildren Absolutely. succeed, and, and live a, a better life in, in, in a healthier lifestyle, which is really what... What we promote is mm-hmm. is a great lifestyle through through running and through different endurance sports, not just you know the healthiness of 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 your your body, but also of your mind because you know the the social aspects of of running are are, are endless. Mm-hmm. You know we meet so many great friends and, and great people that way, so it's been been a wonderful thing. I totally agree. I think uh, we have Cheryl Swatsky on the uh, no, we don't. We're still having some technical difficulties, uh, but we will uh, we will get her. Um, 
and uh, we'll do that in just one second. So um, the other thing about the Run for Heroes Marathon weekend is that we have a health expo. Mm -hmm. So because you have to pick up your race kit. And uh, the town of Amherstburg a number of years ago built this incredible uh, hockey rink complex, the the Libro uh, Credit Unions Complex. And inside of it is an indoor soccer field, which we take over that weekend. And what we're able to do is is go in and, and do this mini health expo mm-hmm. with uh, with you know our friends from from New Balance, One Tooth, uh, and a num- number of other folks that that are also attending. And we're also working on a speaker series this year with a couple of triathletes, um, a number of uh, doctors, physicians. Uh, chiropractors, uh, some uh, physiotherapists as well, mm-hmm. and, and yoga. And we're, what we're trying to do is we're just trying to give runners a little more of a, of a holistic approach and more of a, of a fully rounded approach in, in their, their training mechanisms. Because next year, we have Jeff Galloway. Which is very cool. Uh, at our event. And, and Jeff's going to be kind of leading that whole area for us in 2015, which is, which is really exciting because he's such a legend in the sport. Big news. Next week, we have an exclusive guest on the show, Dr. Michelle Prince. She uh, is just such a wonderful woman. Yeah, and you know, and I've known Michelle for a million years. Mm-hmm. Um, she is uh, the wife of uh, Meredith Francis from the city of Windsor. She uh, has a, a wonderful uh, practice as well. So she's going to be in talking about running with cancer mm-hmm. because she is uh, battling cancer currently. And uh, so, so having her um, with us next week is going to be really exciting. We're going to talk about what is it like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, what are the challenges you're facing right now in your journey, and, and how that works. So she's going to be on next week with us. Uh, really looking forward to it. I've known Michelle for a million years and since we really were back is. in Rotary, and she's inspirational and she is such a nice woman. She just really is very sweet. Yeah, absolutely. So when we return to the show, we'll be right back. With, uh, with Cheryl Zawatsky. You are listening to Running Flat Radio on AM 800 CKLW. trying to regain that spark in your relationship or you have a sibling who won't stop meddling with your business, Dr. Joy Brown can help. Sometimes we just need a little perspective. Weekdays from 1 to 3 on AM 800. This is the LCBO, your beer headquarters. How do you top off a great summer? With a great selection of beer. For your next summer get-together, why not pick up your favorite beer from the LCBO, your beer headquarters. The Lynn Martin Show. I listen to this stuff and my head's going in circles. If you're thinking about it, we're talking about it. I have to call and maybe put another perspective on this whole thing. There's no question couples bicker argue from time to time, usually over the same issues. I'm Leah Hansen for the Lynn Martin Show. Wednesday, we'll talk about your bickering bio and let you know the number one issue that European couples argue about. The answer may surprise you. When you hear about it, don't just talk, react. The Lynn Martin Show, weekdays 9 till noon on AM. 800. You can't always be tuned into AM 800, but we can still keep you up to date on the latest news as it happens. For immediate, up-to-date breaking news straight to your email, visit am800cklw.com and register for AM 800's breaking news alerts. It's 7.30. From the AM 800 News Center, your number one news source in Windsor, Essex, an information update with Paul Pedro. War II City Councilor Ron Jones says he doesn't want to see the old Windsor Jail sit vacant for too long and wants to see it converted to a museum to highlight the historical significance of Sandwich Town. The Southwest Detention Center has started accepting inmates from Windsor and Chatham at the 315-bed facility in South Windsor. A former Windsor mayor is thinking about joining the 2014 mayor's race. John Milson, who was the mayor between 1988 and 1991, says he is seriously thinking about running because a lot of people have been asking him 
to run. Milson says he'll have a decision in about a month. And a 33-year-old Dearborn, Michigan man has been charged with impaired driving after a crash on Tecumseh Road East near Lacoste Boulevard in Tecumseh last night. AM 800 Sports, the Tigers begin a homestand against the White Sox tonight. Right now, scoreless top of the second. The Jays resume their series with the Red Sox in Boston tonight. That game also scoreless top of the second. And Canada won six gold medals at the Commonwealth Games in Scotland today. From the AM 800 Weather Center, 60% chance of showers tonight, a risk of a thunderstorm, a low of 14. Mix of sun and cloud tomorrow, 30% chance of showers, a high of 22. Partly cloudy Wednesday night, 30% chance of showers, a low of 13. Right now in Windsor, Essex, 19 Celsius. That is 66 Fahrenheit. I'm Paul Pedro, AM 800 News. When you're able to focus your mind and your body, anything is possible. From 5K runs to half marathons to the full 26.2 miles. We talk about it all on Running Flat Radio, Tuesdays, 7 till 8 on AM 800. Welcome back to uh, Running Flat Radio. Chris Zinski and Kelly Steele. You know, there's uh, we, our special guest today is, is out of uh, Southern California. I just want to read her bio really briefly to you uh, so we can get her on. Uh, she started training in 2000 when she was 42 years old, uh, ran her first marathon in, in Los Angeles in, in March of 2001, uh, set a goal in the following year of doing a marathon every, every uh, month for the year of 2002, which is really a huge goal considering you just did your first one the year before Absolutely. and then uh caught the bug caught the bug really bad to the point where she became an ultra marathoner and uh uh six times cheryl did uh bad water that's correct i just uh, completed my sixth bad water 135 last wednesday correct. cheryl, cheryl Zorkowski, welcome to running flat radio thanks for joining us today um, you Thank know, you, Chris. Oh, you know what? So a couple things absolutely fascinate me about you. Uh, one is, okay. be, just, let's, just before we start talking about what happened this year, let's talk about the triple bad water. Because, you know, how does one wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to run the course backwards to the start, run from the start to the finish, and then run back to the start knowing that it is an ultra marathon in, in Death Valley, and, and it is 405 miles Right. Um, and, and I did that in 2012. I think we talked about that. Um, I think that might have been the first time we spoke, Chris. Um, and actually how that worked for me is I did the, the Badwater 135 race. I did the race. Yep. And then after I finished the race, I went back to the start and then returned to the finish. And, you know, I, it, it just, I don't know how or why these ideas they just sometimes take hold, and and once it becomes a thought for me, and then it becomes more of a let's plan on this, let's work on doing this, let's take you know the steps we need to to actually do this. And so from from the time I, I conceive of an idea such as that, or this year I'm running, I ran across the state of California, I'm going to run down the state of California, um, I'm going to finish that run up here this year too, but. From the time I think of it and then it actually comes to fruition, it might be a period of a couple of years. It might be a period of actually five or six years to actually turn that thought or that dream into my reality. So the, the, the 405, I think, was about a two about a two-year goal for me. Now, Cheryl, I think the big question everyone's wondering right now how okay. how mentally and physically do you get yourself through that? Like that that's some crazy miles. You know it is, and um, you know the the physical training part is the fun part for me. Um, you know I, I I race from time to time, but I found I enjoy the private events that I'm doing more, like the 405, and I'm running around across the state of California, and I'm running down the state of California, and take take people with me, et cetera. And, and when I did the 405, I was doing um, 30 miles a day. Um, the physical training is just what it is. I do my running through the, throughout the week, and then I do my longer runs on the weekend. For Badwater, of course, I do heat training, which for me is sauna training, as recommended on the Badwater site. That's the, that's the program I've always used and found it to be very effective. Um, so the physical training is the physical training. That, to me, is the fun part. I love the work part of, of what I do. Um, the mental aspect of training is, is really, and when I did the 405, that was 
probably the biggest challenge I had because prior to doing the 405 two years ago, I had only run 135 miles. I recall a friend was walking me up some point up Towns Pass, I don't know, maybe mile 200 or whatever it was, and he looked over at me and he said, what's the longest distance you've ever done? I said, 135 miles, and he just kind of nodded, and I said, well, that's, it's pretty, pretty, um, pretty bold of me, isn't it? And to, 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 it was, it's kind of like a throw of the dice, you know, I put it out there, I thought I had the physical capability. I trained to have, to to do what I did, and then the mental aspect training. I actually um, I, I I got a book which um, is about mental training, and I understand they use it for many Olympians. It's it's uh, it's called a mental toughness for um, sports training, and hmm. I used it and I really applied it for the 405, and it it worked really well. And I had a great crew out there, and, I mean, I had 20, 30 people out there with me at various times, and I had people following me, which across the country sending me a lot of good wishes and vibes, et cetera, and, yeah. and, I, and I felt that, and I sensed that. But the mental aspect, at least for me, in, in doing these longer distances, is the greatest challenge. I mean, you've got to physically be ready, but it's the mental aspect that you, for me, I've really got to prepare for. You know, it's it's really funny. We, we kind of talk uh, as runners back and forth about doing our long runs, and, and when you're out there that long, you got to like the company that you're with because you're with yourself right. for so long, yep. right? I mean, isn't that isn't that right. the absolute truth about running? So yes. one of the questions, yes. really, really fast, do you run with music? I used to up until 2012 when I lost all of my eye I, I had all these little eye shuffles and I lost them all and so I don't run with music anymore in fact when I did the down Cali I did 160 miles solo with no music and nothing and then out of the, I did 494 miles in June um, probably way more than half of that was completely solo wow. so I, I, I you know what it's me in my head yep. which 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 is like you said you have to enjoy your own company <laughs> you do. And I do, I do, and it's also, it's kind of my communal time. I mean, I run because I love the outdoors and nature, and it's kind of my communal time as well. Um, And and, and it can also be, you know, I I, I love my own company, but then there's times when when it's a little more challenging. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Now, Cheryl, when you're out training and you're doing some of these uh, big races, like you said, the 405, what's your eating like? Like, what are you you have to be consuming a lot to be able to put out those kind of miles. What kind of stuff do you eat? Yes. Yeah, so during the 405 especially, because it was such extreme heat, when we went back at, and we're at mile, you know, two, 300, I remember we left Stovepipe Wells at 5 p.m. one afternoon, and it was 125 in the shade at 5 wow. p.m. And so the demands when the heat is that great, and then you're on the asphalt and the ambient temperatures, 180 to 200, the, 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 the fuel demand, let's say your fuel demand is 4,000 calories a day, you throw in the heat factor, and you're looking at five to 6,000 calories a day. And that is what I estimate I ate during the, bad, during the 405, that mm-hmm. I probably ate about 5,000 calories a day. And I, I weighed myself every day. My whole goal was to keep my weight even. I knew that that would be one of the make or break points for me. Mm-hmm. One, of my, one of my good friends who was out there with me, I'd weigh myself in the morning and, you know, several times throughout the day because I did two different two different legs every day. And, and after, like, seeing me weigh myself for, like, three or four days, she goes, oh, man, I'd be so upset if, if, um, all, if all of that running I was doing and I weighed the same. It's like, but, but that's my goal is so to maintain my weight. <laughs> so you're saying 5,000 calories a day, like, was that yes. energy bars? Were you eating bread? Oh, no, mostly real food. Okay. Almost all real food. I, I don't think I ate any... Um, um, nutritional sports supplements um, after, uh, you know, when I'm doing, when I was doing 30 miles a day, I did 15 in the morning, 15 at night, I had a mm-hmm. big breakfast. During the run, I'd eat a lot of fruit and salty stuff, and then I would have a big lunch, and then I would take another run and eat salt and fruit, salty stuff and fruits. I mostly lived on salty stuff and fruits. Like while, pretzels while and running. stuff like that? Um, yeah, yeah, not, you know, pretzels, um, yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, and and then fruit, whole, fresh, real fruit, which, you know, out in the heat was the absolute bomb. And then I would eat, you know, eat dinner again. And these were big, full meals that I had to consume um, to just, you know, to keep my keep my energy level up and to keep my weight up. I mean, the, the good news um, is at 180 degrees, you can cook your own meals right on the road. 
you know, that's it. Breakfast was easy. So, so okay. You know, that's true. So let's talk. And adult Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about Badwater this year because there was a lot of controversy okay. early on with Badwater with the changing of the course. How right, how was right. the course this year compared to years prior? Well, and, and yes, there was a lot of controversy, and you know, unfortunately, we are all, we're all aware that Death Valley National Park put a moratorium on all sporting events in the year 2014, which includes the Badwater 135. Um, and so the course. And here's the thing, Chris. I hadn't even planned on doing the bad water this year. I was just going to run across the state of California, which was a couple hundred miles, and then run down the state of California a thousand miles. And I thought that would be good enough for 2014. And I was going to go to bad water and hopefully pace and cruise somebody because I can't imagine my July without a bad water. Um, but when when this came out in December or January about the moratorium, and then the very next day, Chris Cosman, the race director, put out there will be a bad water 135. I, I immediately said. Well, I'm going to apply and hope yeah. I'm invited because I support the mission. I support what what Adventure Corps is doing, and and t- the whole reason I became an ultra runner was because of the Badwater 135. That is why I became a, uh, an ultra runner. But to 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 look at this course versus the what we're going to call the old course, um, which we don't know yet if that course will be returned to its original state or or not. But um, you know what? I I went out in May and kind of pre ran a couple sections of the course that were new that I was not familiar with on um, the first 45 miles and then miles about 59 to 75 on um, the two big hills that were put in there. So so this year what um, what Adventure Corps did is they added additional um, elevation to the course, meaning the first 45, first 22 and a half miles, you went from 2,600 feet to 9,900 feet, so you had a bit of a climb. And then what you think the easy part is you turn around and you come down, but that's a huge potential. You know, yeah. that's right at the beginning of the race, and you're talking your quads, et cetera. You, I, I knew that I would have to kind of pace myself so I didn't, you know, right. use up too much at the beginning. And then the other climb, Ciro Gordo, was 59 to 75, and that is there were there were sections in there with an 18 percent grade, and it went from <laughs> about about the same elevation, 3,000 to maybe 92 or so. Um, don't quote me on the exact amounts, but um, it was about over a 6,000-foot climb in 7.5 miles. So it was, it was really quite steep, and, of course, for me, that was in the dark. So let me just say Cheryl, that, you know, it, yes? Uh, looking at your, your running resume, you have some crazy races on here, some crazy miles, and you must get people say to you all the time, you know, why do this? Why keep putting your body through this? Because I've seen the pictures of, you know, the feet with the blisters and, you know, the running shoes melting. Why do this? Um, well, you know, I, I, is that, that, that's, a, that's a question for the ages. There's, there's a million reasons why I do it. There's a million reasons, reasons why I will run. Why do I do the longer distances? Um, I do like to challenge myself. I, you know, after I did my first marathon and I crossed the, 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 the line, the finish line at the LA Marathon, my arms were raised in, in victory and I have a picture of me and I, I'm getting chills as I'm thinking about it because I remember feeling so empowered and wondering to myself, literally in my head, gosh, I wonder what my limits are. And, and maybe, <laughs> Maybe even then it was kind of like the shades of thinking about what that could possibly be. So have you Um, hit that limit yet? You know, I'm still exploring. Um, I'm still exploring. Um, I, like I said, I'm running a thousand miles down the coast of California this year. I've done half. I did 494 miles in June, and I'm going to do the rest in October, I believe. Um, I, I have plans, and would love to run across the United States when I turn 60, and that's in a few years. Um, and and you know, I, I really do believe I'm healthier and fitter than than people that are not. You know, moving and getting out there. Um, you know, I'm 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 pretty fit for for my age, and um, I, I I think what I do is much healthier than to be sedentary. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, Cheryl, why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, there's there's so much I want to talk to you about. There really is. We're we're almost out of time. I just want you to plug right. your your down Cali uh, run, the second half. Uh, to, okay. to going down going down towards San Diego and your charity that you're supporting on this run. 
Very good. Thank you, Chris. Um, yeah, the Dunham Kelly um, idea was born probably five or six years ago in my head. I never said the words out loud until about two years ago. And when I did, my husband also spoke those very same words on the same day without knowing that he had. And so two years ago, this idea was born for me to run down. The, and I'm talking down the coast along the ocean on the PCH. So I, like I said, I've done half, and I'm going to start in Santa Cruz. It'll be mid-October. I don't have a hard date yet, but I'm looking at around the 12th. I do 40 miles a day on the Down Kelly. So I do 20 miles in the morning, take a little bit of a break, which amounts to maybe an hour or two so I can eat and maybe put my feet up. And, and then I do another 20-mile section. And I have crew all along the way to come out and, and are in a vehicle with me and or pace with me um, for the entire entire distance so that that's just such bonus and I know because I am a SoCal girl there'll be quite a few people that are going to be along the way and supporting me in SoCal which is just I'm so looking forward to finishing this off um, and my charity for um, down California as well as for Bad Warner and, and now my designated charity is the uh, the um, Happy Mutts Humane Society, and they are a nonprofit organization which their goal is to to save um, animals, both um, dogs and cats, and they're a non-kill organization. They take in, in homeless animals. They take in animals that are going to be euthanized at local pet shelters. They vet them, and they get them ready to be adopted out to their their forever home, and um, awesome. very much needed very much needed in our area. So that is my that is what I'm supporting and what I'm running for, miles from us. Cheryl Zwerkowski, thank you very much for joining us. Always a pleasure talking to you. You're you're an amazing runner, and thanks for inspiring us. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks for having us. You're listening to Running Flat Radio on AM 800 CKLW. The Amazing Race Canada continues on its international journey. We're going to freaking Macau! CTV Tonight. Wow. Say hello to Macau, China. Where working together is the name of the game. Run! Or not. We're on the wrong side. Find out who survives. We're done. We Hi. didn't get it. The Amazing Race Canada. Tonight at 9 on CTV. Brought to you in part by Scotiabank. You're richer than you think. Now the forecast from the AM800 Weather Centre. A 60% chance of showers tonight, a risk of a thunderstorm and a low of 14. Mix of sun and cloud tomorrow, a 30% chance of showers, a high of 22. Partly cloudy Wednesday night, a 30% chance of showers, a low of 13. Mix of sun and cloud for Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. 30% chance of showers all four days. High of 25 on Thursday, 26 on Friday, 25 on Saturday, 26 on Sunday. Once again, tonight, 60% chance of showers, a risk of a thunderstorm and a low of 14. The Lynn Martin Show. I listen to this stuff and my head's going in circles. If you're thinking about it, we're talking about it. I have to call and maybe put another perspective on this whole thing. There's no question couples bicker, argue from time to time, usually over the same issues. I'm Leah Hansen for The Lynn Martin Show. Wednesday, we'll talk about your bickering bio and let you know the number one issue that European couples argue about. The answer may surprise you. When you hear about it, don't just talk, react. The Lynn Martin Show, weekdays 9 till noon on AM. 800. Helping you achieve your personal best. This is Running Flat Radio with Chris Yuzinski on AM 800. And welcome back to Running Flat Radio. Cheryl Zwerkowski, amazing runner. Those Absolutely are some amazing. Crazy miles the, she's the putting out. Really is. And I'm so glad we can finally get her on and kind of talk about what she's been doing. And and Miles for Mutts is the name of the charity, just in case you didn't catch that, uh, for her Southern California run, which is a thousand miles from one edge of the state down to the bottom edge in Mexico and uh and doing bad water in between just for 
for for giggles. You can tell talking to her. She truly enjoys what she does, what she's doing. Uh, and honestly, you'd have to to get up every day and, and rip out thirty miles or whatever it is she's doing. And then she never said what her long run was on the weekend. You no, know, I was going to ask, but but <laughs> I just don't think I really wanted to know what that. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> considering that she ran what she was running. So uh, one thing I do want to touch upon: all runners, turn the radio up just a bit or your iPod up. <laughs> Listen listen to Chris really carefully. Do not run with car traffic. Run against it at all cost because it'll give you a chance to jump out of the way if you see a car coming at you. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, I see cyclists going against traffic yep. and I yell at them. Mm-hmm. I'm like the crazy old man in the car, right? <laughs> Waving oh, so his that, fist. Was, that was you last week yelling yeah, at me. Yeah, yeah, that, that's me. That's me. So what I want to make sure is that new runners, remember, always run against traffic to give yourself that fleeting chance that when a car does, you know, lose its lose control or whatever, you've got a chance to jump out of the way. Mm-hmm. You have to. You and, have and to. Don't run five and six abreast. You know, no. we all do it. You get talking. You don't no. realize. And no wonder motorists hate you. Right. right. Right, so so be courteous towards towards traffic and motorists, but but honestly, because I'm seeing all kinds of people now running with traffic, and I'm, I'm thinking, you don't see us, mm-hmm. you you don't see us cars, so you have no idea what the distance is between you and the car. You have no idea how fast I'm coming up from behind, yep. and then you've got your iPod on on top of that. Mm-hmm. You know what happens if you drop the water and you go to grab it, and you know, it, look, just do this one thing, <laughs> you know, today and every day. So anyway, I've said my piece. Do you I, feel I, better now? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't feel better now. But having said that, our friends from Canadian Running Magazine are going to join us. Running Flat Radio presents the Canadian Running Magazine Report on AM 800. Kayla Fenton, one of the uh, one of the, the writers from Canadian Running Magazine, joins us. Welcome to Running Flat Radio. Thank you. It's, uh, it's great having you. So, it's great to be here. Yeah, so tell me, what's going on in, at Canadian Running Magazine? Well, we had some, a little bit of funny business went down last week at the uh, World Junior Championships, which uh, were in Eugene, Oregon. Um, so it's 167 countries attend, and all of the athletes are born after 1995. So they're all 19 or under. And on Saturday, uh, four of the Ethiopian athletes um, went missing from the athlete village. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. So there was some speculation about where they could possibly be headed as with uh, international meets, there has sometimes been the case of athletes defecting to the country that they're they're visiting. So there was some speculation that, that that's what they were trying to do. Wow. And, yeah, they um, ended up locating the three of the four athletes um, just yesterday, uh, 160 kilometers away from where the meet was held. So they were they were definitely leaving to go somewhere. They were very they were determined. Headed, I'm not sure. 160 kilometers. Where were they going? Like for coffee? <laughs> they got lost. Yeah. We went to Seattle. One of our readers suggested that maybe they just went for a long run. <laughs> yeah, where? <laughs> wow. So, but but they, they they've now got them back, and they're they're sending them back to Ethiopia, I guess, through uh, immigration and. Yeah, we haven't heard sort of if there will be any any terms of consequences, but um, there have been uh, Canada actually has some athletes that that claimed refugee status from other countries during um, international meets. Uh, Eve Sikawabu, who was um, um, a very very talented uh, CIS uh, runner, and uh, he claimed refugee status after the 2010 World Juniors when they were held in in Moncton. So, has happened for Canada before. Hmm. And um, there's some other things happening here in the uh, in the Canadian news. Mm-hmm. We were pretty excited um, about Lanny Marchand's performance in uh, in the Commonwealth Women's Marathon. Uh, she placed fourth with a, a time of two thirty one fourteen. Um, so pretty darn good for a, for a summer marathon. And uh, she's of course the Canadian national uh, marathon record holder with a time of two twenty eight. So that oh, was really nice. impressive for her. And how hot is it there? I mean, it, considering it is almost August, right? Um, I, I don't think it was particularly hot um, in Scotland. You know, they're pretty known for a lot of rain. But um, I think what should be noted about her participation in um, Glasgow is that a lot of elite marathoners would opt out of the Commonwealth right. Games 
because of, of the time of year that they take place. This is prime training time for a big fall marathon um, that's probably going to have uh, more favorable weather, uh, faster fields, and bigger prize money. Big um, money. Exactly, and you're not getting any sort of financial reward for uh, for the Commonwealth Games. So she uh, she chose to go because she wanted to wear that, that Team Canada singlet, which I think says a lot about mm-hmm. uh, how she feels about um, participating for Canada. So just out of curiosity, because I, I don't know much about the Commonwealth Games. I know with the Olympic Games, uh, you know, most countries put a bounty on, mm-hmm. on a gold, a silver, a bronze. You know, you bring home a gold. Is it a million dollars in the United States they give you? Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. I think in Canada with exchange and everything else, it's like a hundred grand <laughs> or something like that. But, but, but the reality is in, in, uh, in the Commonwealth Games, do, do countries put a bounty on, on prize like that? Are, are they that um, serious about the Commonwealth as they are with, with the Olympics? You know, I'm not familiar with what the different policies for different countries would be, but um, I can't imagine that would, it would have the same sort of monetary value that, that an Olympic medal would have. Um, and for sure, a big-name marathon would be offering significant prize money. Oh, yeah. Um, New York. So. Exactly. New York comes to mind automatically as, as, yeah. one, as one of yeah. the big ones that uh, that actually has a large payday. So everyone, mm-hmm. well, like Mab and everyone else really mm-hmm. uses uses New York as their benchmark. So mm-hmm. exactly. And, and just out of curiosity, uh, because uh, you know we have a local, uh, we have a couple locals actually in, in the Commonwealth Games. Anything going on? Did, did you find out in the eight hundred meter today? I, I was I was checking online. I couldn't find anything. I I was not able to find results up yet either. But um, Lanny Marchand's race picked off the start of the track event and the Canadians have been doing very well. Um, in fact, today we had, we added two more medals with uh, Kate Van Bugskirk with a bronze in the 1500 and Damian Warner um, won the decathlon uh, event this afternoon. So oh, great. it's certainly been a very successful um string of track track events so yeah. far at the Commonwealth Games and they're not over yet so yeah because because more to look at for Brandon McBride who's a local Windsor mm-hmm. boy um mm-hmm. who is going to uh he's running the 800 and he's also doing the uh the 4 by 100 relay mm-hmm. um he's going to join us when he gets back uh from Europe uh, in a couple of weeks he's going to be in studio and we're going to have a wonderful conversation about the Commonwealth Games mm-hmm. and what it's like being such a uh, a young elite athlete in the United States being Canadian and stuff like that. So, you know, it's uh, it's great. You know, thank you very much, uh, Kayla, for joining us. From, uh, You're welcome. And Canadian Running Magazine is available on newsstands. It's online. It's got a great online edition. It's got a great Facebook feed as well. Uh, they do an amazing job kind of keeping us all in touch with what's happening in running uh, around Canada and around the world. So thanks for joining us. You have been listening to uh, Running Flat Magazine. <laughs> Running Flat Radio. <laughs> Are we starting a magazine too? Is that what's uh, next? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next week, Michelle Prince will be mm-hmm. in for an exclusive about cancer and running. And please run against traffic. And I'll talk to you next Your week. Chris will be on. You're listening to uh, Running Flat Radio on AM 800 CKLW. And that's the end of it. End of episode. Running Flat Radio with Chris Yuzinski. Tuesday night, 7 till 8 on AM 800. Running Flat Radio is a paid program. Local news is next on AM 800 CKLW, the information station. And that's all I have to say about that.